Cheeky Chopsters, how are you doing? Hope things are good in your part of the world. So, welcome to Cheeky Chops, episode one. With any series, there's always an episode one. Sometimes they're really great, maybe better than the rest of the show. Let's see how this one pans out. So, to start, maybe let's look at a few other great episode ones, and let's see what we can learn from them. And maybe you can guess the name of the show or the series from the description. Sounds good? Yep, we all love a quiz. Okay, let's get going. Here's your first. Jedi Knights Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi set out to stop the Trade Federation from invading Naboo. While travelling, they discover Anakin and learn that the Sith have returned. Okay, quite an obvious one. That was Star Wars Episode 1. Well, it showed promise, but it sadly included a character called Jar Jar Binks, annoying giant lizard squirrel thing that wasn't as cool as the rest of the series but somehow they got away with it thanks to George Lucas rearranging time itself and releasing the film as episode four. Ha, a neat trick if you can do it. Good work, George, in case you're listening. Okay, here's another episode one description. See if you can guess this one. When a priest is asked to appear on a television programme, he does his best to make sure none of the other priests steal his moment in the spotlight. Ooh, cheeky, and no, not science fiction this time. He wasn't a Jedi vicar. That was the first episode of Father Ted. Praise be, a brilliant series. You can't beat a religious comedy. If you haven't seen it, go watch it religiously. Amen to that. Okay, you're scoring well so far. Let's do one more. When a madman calling himself the Scorpio Killer menaces the city of San Francisco, a tough-as-nails police inspector is assigned to track down and ferret out the crazed psychopath. That's right, that was episode one of the children's TV series In the Night Garden. Well done! Actually, that wasn't really episode one of In the Night Garden. I was just being silly. Everyone knows the Scorpio Killer doesn't make an appearance until episode two, where he's chased across town by Eagle Piggle on the Ninky Nonk. So, before we get into this episode one, I wanted to share some local comedy that came up this week that I thought might just amuse you. And, trigger alert, it contains some jokes about work, which is definitely one of my themes. So, like many of you, we've all been going out for walks occasionally. So many walks? Oh, Anyway, there's been some building work nearby, and every day I've walked past and seen the progress. You know, the steel going up, a roof being tiled, windows going in, rubble being buried under flower beds, all the usual fun builder stuff. Anyway, a point was made by a quite bored member of my family who was also on the walk that there must be a time when the house is nearly finished and the builders get to go inside for the very first time. And they get to use the newly made loo instead of the smelly portaloo that's been on display on their drive for the past few months. What a relief that would be. Imagine having an end of contract poop, especially if you've been waiting nearly three months for it. As well as laughing, it also made me think. Imagine if your job was incentivised by an odour improvement scheme. Congratulations on your performance. You passed probation, you get a 5% increase, and your workspace now smells of baking bread instead of old socks. Hmm, fancy. Anyway, time to move on from pongy work perks to our next item. Hmm, what have we got on the list? Okay, yeah, let's do terrorism. Well, just to clarify, we're not actually going to do terrorism, we're just going to talk about it. Okay, you might want a bit of context here. So, I've had a lot of different jobs recently, and a while ago I worked on a training course about extremism and radicalisation. Extremism, terrorism, yep, those are some of the worst isms around, as Ferris Bueller once said. 
They're all a pretty bad bunch, those isms, but after careful consideration, this seemed like the one that we really needed to tackle. So, as part of the work, we listed up some extremist groups that, in our humble opinion, we thought you might be wise to avoid, like Al-Qaeda, ISIS, FKD, local book-reading groups, men-only golf clubs, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, we finished writing our wise words of warning and vigilance, and we were feeling pretty smug and public-spirited. Time hurtles on, our training course was published, and then, surprise surprise, we received a complaint. It's not that unusual to get a complaint on this kind of topic. But our failing was not that the dangerous ism of terrorism was badly handled, or too scary, or not scary enough. No, not anything like that. No, our apparent failing was that we had not mentioned any left-wing terrorists. Can you believe that? Correct representation of terrorism is now a thing. I think we had to republish our course with the caveat of other terrorists are available. It's hard to think of a comparison to this situation, but perhaps if the four horsemen of the apocalypse were maybe reviewing the news and famine was complaining to war and pestilence that he hadn't really received much airtime lately, perhaps that would be a similar situation. That's probably enough on terrorism and the apocalypse for now, although another quite good comic theme, I think. Anyway, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel a bit peckish. I was in a cafe recently, choosing some food, and thinking about the ideological problems of society and how I might need to send a carefully targeted email complaint. And while I was there, I was rifling through the sandwiches, and I noticed that they were selling a five cheese bloomer. Not three cheese, like last week, but five cheese. And as I queued up, it got me thinking. Maybe this is what's wrong with society. No, not queuing up. I think that's really what you should do. Everyone needs to calm down and queue up occasionally. But who really needs a five cheese bloomer? It's ridiculous. I don't know if I can even name five cheeses. Mmm, cheddar, red Leicester, gorgonzola, dairy lee, and then there's that white squashy one. What's it called? Polyfiller? That's such a useful cheese, and it keeps for ages. Yeah, okay, I think that's my lot. Anyway, it's too many cheeses for one sandwich. It's marketing gone mad. What kind of cheese have they been eating? And the other thing is, why do we need it? What was wrong with the three cheese bloomer? Back in the day, last week or last month? Do you remember it? When we had it tough and we only had three cheeses? I don't know how we coped. So what will you do next, marketing people? Hey, you've upgraded my sandwich. Perhaps next my economic family car becomes a giant armoured Humvee. My microwave becomes the Large Hadron Collider, whatever that is, and my cat is replaced by a leopard. It's just all these extra features that we don't really need. Does nobody think of the problems these gimmicks create? Such as the planning permission needed for the Large Hadron Collider microwave, or the four foot wide cat flap required by my pet leopard. Really, where does it end? I expect somewhere in the future of civilization. Two huge robots are now standing on the brink of some highly automated and deadly war. One claiming their tribe or group or civilization is better and should rule the others. And their justification for this war is there, in their hand. A super sophisticated weaponized device which has grown and grown and become the symbol for the success of their civilization and domination over other cultures. The 17 cheese bloomer? Just stop it, marketing. There's really no need. 
And yes, perhaps I've now become that left-wing guy who complains about over-engineered sandwiches and the political balance of terrorists represented in an e-learning course. Maybe we should stop there, calm down, and maybe do something relaxing and British, like get in a queue at the post office. Just relax, check your phone again, not sure why, and just take a nice deep breath. <gasps> yeah, that feels better. So, that's your lot for episode one. I think we've covered some really good topics, including first episodes, your sense of smell being used as a work incentive, apocalyptic diversity, and the worrying trend of cheese sandwich escalationism. It was definitely cheeky, a bit dark and weird in places, but hopefully a little bit fun too. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Okay, it's credits time. This episode of Cheeky Chops has been made possible by the following stuff. Firstly, thanks to Audacity for your super cool open source audio software. That's not easy to say, but it's very easy to use, and I'd highly recommend it if you're getting started in podcasting. You can find a link to their site in the podcast notes. And secondly, a big thanks to Upbeat for music and sound effects. You can find them at upbeat.io. Upbeat spelt with two Ps, by the way. Oh, yes, it is. The intro music for Cheeky Chops is by a group called All Good Folks, who can be found on the Upbeat platform as well. You can find a link to their stuff in the podcast notes too. Okay, that's the thank you bit done. Cheers for sticking around. You really didn't have to, but thanks. Take care, and see you next time.